Let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away and it'll sound like you're sitting in the same room. It's as easy to use as Zoom, but gives much higher quality audio and video recordings. Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a hero platform for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using Riverside FM. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside FM. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive a 30% discount on your first three months of your subscription. That's promo code SHIPIT to receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Back to the show. Welcome to episode number 51 of the Talking Blues podcast. I'm Josh and I'm joined by both Peter and Alex. We are here um, celebrating a Chelsea win in the UEFA Champions League quarterfinals. um, 2-0 win against FC Porto on away goals as well. So we have two away goals. They're going to have to score three. We're going to have to score zero if they want to win next week's match and uh, move on to the semifinals. So not going to say it's a done deal because it's nowhere close to that. We still have to play a match this weekend and then play a match against them next week and then play a match against another great side in the FA Cup uh, in Man City. So we have a lot of stuff coming up. We'll have episodes out uh, probably two next week at that rate um, since we're playing the FA Cup and also the UEFA Champions League. I did in the wrong order. The Champions League and then the FA Cup. So we're going to definitely be able to talk about all of that. But first of all, Mason Mount, a great goal by him. Then you have Ben Chilwell getting another goal. And um, i like to thank all the Chelsea community. That was probably our highest liked post, um, you know, about Mason Mount connecting with Ben Chilwell there on the second goal. And that got about like 25, 30 likes. So I really do appreciate it. Um, and I, I guess just it was a win for us for Talking Blues and it was a win for Chelsea and an amazing win. Um, I'm going to give my man of the match to Mason Mount. I think he had a great goal. He played pretty good, pretty good. Excuse me. He played really good, uh, in this game against FC Porto. So that's why he's my man of the match. And I guess you guys can give your thoughts on the game and also, you know, how you felt your man of the match would be. It's probably, you could have chose any player, but there were some players that didn't play too well. We'll get into all of it, but you guys can go ahead and give me, you know, your thoughts on the match. Well, first I'm glad to be back. And I'm glad I'm here because I get to praise all of our players for a great bounce back performance after I could, I could, I could go on a tangent for five minutes talking about the West Brom game because I missed it, but it's the Porto game. And I think we played, to be honest, we didn't even play that well. I mean, we played solidly, right? We won two nil, which is a great result. It's a great result, but we could have played much better. They had many chances for many spells of the game. They pretty much completely dominated us. And we they had, I'd say, arguably more 
and better chances than us, but they just didn't finish them. Luckily, Mason Mount, great goal, incredible goal, great turn, great finish. Ben Sherwell, more composure than Timo Werner. Great way to run the keeper after uh, jumping on a mistake. I mean, the midfield, Kovacic played solidly, Jorginho played solidly, but I mean, they kind of got outclassed in the midfield by Porto, which I don't really, I think that's not great to see. Um, I mean, Conte came in, in the end, he looked almost, he went on a great run. He looks like he's getting back to being fully fit. I think we could see him this weekend, or if definitely, if not then, then definitely against Porto in the next leg. Uh, Defending-wise, Christensen played well again. I mean, Christensen's actually turning out to be the player that we thought he would be when we gave him his debut when he was, what, 19 or 20? When we gave him his debut, he's turning out to be really good. Um, Asp, he played well again. Almost gave up a penalty again. Is un- That's debatable. I think I've seen Porto fans complaining about it, but I mean, that's you can't give a pen for that. Uh, Rudiger almost made a mistake, but besides that, he played solidly. Mendy is just the best goalkeeper in the world. I mean, you literally saved us so many times. And then going forward, obviously Mason Mount, incredible game. Uh, ben Chilwell all gave us some things going forward. Reese James was really good going forward. And then uh, Timo Werner and Kai Havertz, it's better we don't speak about the performances, did not play well. Uh, I mean, but Timo Werner, I, I've i been very defensive on this podcast. I've said many, 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 many times how I think, how I've felt about this. Kai Havertz, I also am very adamant about that it's one bad game under Tuchel. I mean, he's played in a lot of games, but this has been his first game you can point out and say, this was a bad game. But since I like them so much, I will throw an excuse, right? Giroud came on and played in the exact same position as Kai Havertz. And I was on a phone call with Josh during the game, and I, I was telling him, have we even seen Giroud touch a ball this entire this, the entire game since he's come on? Uh, he they weren't playing through the forward, they weren't playing through Kai Havertz, and they weren't playing through Olivier Giroud. They were playing through the wings, so he was kind of just not involved at all. Uh, but my man of the match, I'll say, I think it has to go to Mount. But I do want to point out Reese James as another player who played performed really well. He obviously didn't get any goals or assists, but he made, uh, he got a few, he, he was just really good going, def- defending and going forward. He's, he was always there to recover the ball when Porter were going through, uh, I think it's Tegatito on the, uh, on the, well, on their left. And he defended them very well, shut them down. They really didn't have anything going from that sideline. And then going forward, he almost got on the end of a Mount Cross. He's, dangerous as always. I think Risha James could also be up there for man of the match. But uh, you realistically you can't not give it to Mason Mount for that. That that was just an amazing goal. That was just awesome. Yeah, I'm really happy with their performance. Obviously, you know, it's always good to get a win. It's always good to bounce back after a difficult defeat um, to West Brom, obviously, at the weekend. And, you know, I've found it interesting what the Porto manager said before um, the game about how he was disappointed that Chelsea lost in that fashion in the weekend because he knew they were going to be able to or they would have to bounce back and prove something. And he was right. Um, it wasn't the best performance, um, to be fair. We didn't play lights out. 
Um, we were under pressure for a large majority of the game. We controlled a large uh, majority of the game as well. Um, but, you know, it wasn't a great performance. It wasn't as good as we've been seeing in the past. It was good that we were able to score a couple goals. Um, obviously, one coming very late in the match. Mason Mount, you know, absolutely class finish. Great turn from him. Jorginho fires a ball into his feet. He does a very nice turn, smashes it bottom corner, um, and really showing that he is, you know, Captain Chelsea right now. Um, you know, obviously he's not the official captain, but he's really leading this team at the moment. Um, besides that, Ben Chilwell having a goal. Um, I know everywhere on Chelsea Twitter, everyone's mentioning how it's kind of like Fernando Torres's goal uh, on the way to the Champions League final there, where he goes around the keeper in the last moment. Um, not really the same thing, obviously, if you look at the whole, both goals <laughs> separately, but, uh, kind of a funny comparison there. And, uh, you know, great performance from everyone. Mason Mount, I think, gets the man of the match. He was solid throughout the whole game. Um, you know, it was, it was a really nice team effort. I wouldn't say any one player stood out, um, you know, besides Mason Mount with that goal, which was kind of a, a solo effort there from him. Besides that, we defended well as a team. Mendy came up big, like you mentioned, Peter. You know, he could also be in the running for man of the match. I know they gave the official man of the match to Jorginho, by the way, you the Champions League official man of the match or whatever. I don't know how they did that. Whatever. I don't think they were watching the game. Um, to be fair, if you weren't a Chelsea or a Porto fan, I don't think you were watching the game, considering Bayern PSG was on at the exact same time, uh, which turned out to be a pretty good game as well. Um, I believe it ended 3-2 to PSG. Uh, with Mbappe scoring a couple goals, but back to the Chelsea game, I I'm very happy, you know, the result probably flatters us a little bit based on the performance, but I'm just happy uh, that we got the win, and we're in a very good spot going into the second leg. Yeah, we are, and all of your points are completely valid. Um, I just think just, just a great match for most of the Chelsea squad. Um, you know, very, very great at the back, and I think Mendy... Um, I wouldn't say he doesn't give enough credit. Obviously, he gave it five goals uh, against West Brom. So, I mean, I can't really. But that wasn't fully his fault. It's just a bad game all around. And it's really exciting stuff once again. I, I just can't get too excited because the West Brom game really brought me down. And we are on such a good path. But I, I still want to be really excited because this is a very, very, very good win. And it it's near... It is... It's we control our own fate, right? We control our own destiny at this point. We can just stay completely all our players back, uh, fully defensive in the next match, and hopefully get the win. You know, if we want to go somewhat attacking, but the the two goals, especially away, really helps us out because obviously they have to score three goals, we have to score no goals, and they'll win. Um, but it's just it's it's crazy. Um, just a great a great job by Chelsea and. Hopefully, um, yeah, yeah, hopefully, hopefully it ends up very well next week. But I guess we'll go on to the Chelsea women. They're going to be facing London City um, this Friday or tomorrow in the FA Women's Cup fourth round and the Chelsea Academy. They're playing, I believe, today, actually, when we're recording this on Thursday. And I guess we'll go right to this Chelsea versus Crystal Palace game. Um, I do have some of our players resting, obviously, because they'll, you know, we'll save them for this match um, next Wednesday. But for now, Crystal Palace, its game is going to be Saturday, April 10th at 12.30 uh, p.m. EST. So that's 5.30 for all you British viewers. 
Chelsea is out of the top five right now. They're with 51 points in fifth, or is out of the top four right now. They're in fifth with 51 points. West Ham with 52 in fourth. So we can hopefully leapfrog them. Uh, and then you have Crystal Palace sitting in 12th with 38 points. Um, this is a good match. I think, you know, now after the West Brom game, we can't really expect anything. But you know what? I'm going to throw him in net. It's going to be Edouard Mendy once again. Had a great match, and I think he'll have uh, another great match here. And I'll go to my back line. That's going to be Asby, Zuma, Rudiger. Um, I think I think, I think, think we're only going to have three at the back. I think we'll do the 3-4-2-1, um, and that's who I'm going to have in the back. For me, this game is an interesting one because I could see Tuco resting some players. Uh, because obviously our next game, we go back to Porto for the second leg, and then the game after that, we have an FA Cup match against Man City, the semifinals, which is which are both very very important games. So I could see are not fully fully a hundred percent lineup out there, but I think after the West Brom game, I don't think Tuchel could really afford another like slip up like that and take a hit to our top four race. So I think we're going to go with the old reliable 3-4-3, 3-4-2-1, whatever you want to call it. And in the back, we'll have Mendy and then Aspi, Christensen, and Rudiger. So for me, I'm going to have Mendy. Um, I'm going to have Aspi at right center back, Christensen in the middle, and Rudiger uh, left center back as well. I don't think they changed from that back line. Um, obviously, Silva suspended, so he will definitely not be in there. You could see Zuma uh, in that center center back role. But I think Christensen gets the spot again after his solid performance. Uh, for my midfield here, I'm going to have Callum Hudson-Odoi at right wing back. I'm going to have uh, Jorginho and Kovacic in the center of midfield. And on the left-hand side, I'm going to have Ben Chilwell getting another start uh, after a very good, very good performance as well against Porto. So um, I will have Alonzo starting at my left wing back spot. I think they'll you know switch it up and then we'll be able to bring Chilwell He'll be rested and good for this game during the week. Hudson Adoy starting on my right wing back, Alex. I agree with you with that. Conte, I have Conte starting. I, I want him to start in this game. Give him some time. Give him the 90 minutes uh, if he'll be able to complete it. Maybe throw Jorginho in there as a sub. We'll have to see what happens. Uh, and then Kovacic starting with him in the midfield. Um, and then I'll throw in my front three. Why not? Uh, Pulisic, Ziyech, so we'll give a few people some rest with Havertz uh, and Mount being able to sit in this one, get a rest. Uh, I want to see Ziyech and Pulisic for a good amount of time in this game. Obviously, both players have been uh, have had injuries throughout this season, and I want them to start and start most of the game. Like, please, I, I would I would love for that to happen. Uh, and then Tammy Abraham starting up front. Um, I'm gonna have him starting up front. Give Giroud and um, I can't think of his name. Timo Werner, excuse me, um, a rest, and then maybe we'll see Werner or Giroud. Again, still want Giroud starting up front in our Champions League match, and maybe they'll do it this time since we're up 2-0 um, you know, on the goals. But Abraham starting up front with Ziyech and Pulisic uh, for my front three. For me, my midfield is going to be Kalamata Nadori on the right, give Reese James a rest. Uh, and then the midfield, I want Conte to play, but I don't want Conte to play at the same time. Because I definitely want him to be fit for Porto. Definitely want him to be fit for the Man City game. But I also definitely want him in our midfield because he is by far the best player in our team when he is playing well. So I think I kind of want to do something like Tuchel was going to do with Thiago Silva when he first came back from injury. 
which was uh, the original plan was to have Thiago Silva play for a half and then sub him off as a halftime substitute. And I think I want Conte to start in the midfield and kind of just get subbed off at halftime or play the full 90, depending on how he's feeling. So I think I will have Conte starting, but I definitely could see Tuchel not wanting to risk him and saving him for the Porto game. But I'm going to have Conte, and then next to him, I'll have Kovacic, who's been playing a lot. I think Jorginho will slide in for him, give Kovacic a bit of a break. Left wing back, I think Alonso comes in. Chilwell's been starting a couple games on obviously playing well, and I think he's going to chill while we'll start again versus Porto. So we'll give Alonso, will give Alonso some game time, and then front three. This is obviously the hardest part of the team usually. I do like Josh giving some love to Tammy Abraham and seeing him start up top, and I think that is definitely a possibility. But I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think Tuchel really likes Tammy Abraham that much. I could definitely see it. Obviously, Tammy Abraham has been kind of frozen out of the squad a bit. He hasn't really been given any chances to shine. So I think I think I think Tammy Abraham starting up front is possible. But I think Giroud is going to start up there. I think Hakim Ziyech will definitely start. And then I think it's a toss up for me. The last spot is a toss up. 50-50 between Werner, no, I'll say toss-up 33 per three repeating, etc. Between three people, basically. Werner, Mount, uh, Werner, Mount, or Pulisic. I think Mount could get a break again for two important games coming up, but he hasn't really been given any breaks. He got given a break against West Brown before he had to come on. He didn't start. So I think... Mount will be there. I don't think he needs a break. So I think Mount, Giroud, Ziyech. But I hate that Pulisic isn't starting because he's obviously been so on form. So maybe even Pulisic could be a false nine instead of Giroud because I definitely think he deserves to start based on his performances. For me, you know, you guys are talking about resting players, but we're getting in the crunch time of the season, right? It's April already. The Premier League, it's obviously close up here in the top four. We're in fifth place right now. We need to regain that spot. We need to put our best lineup out there. And I think our best front three at the moment, uh, you know, debatably, at least for me, which is what I'm going to put up front, is Mason Mount, Olivier Giroud, and Hakeem Ziyech. Um, And those are going to be my front three. And we really need to win this game. We can't afford to drop points in the Premier League any longer. Um, You know, obviously, we need to qualify for the Champions League next season. In order to do that, we need to make sure that we're either in the top four or win the Champions League. Winning the Champions League will be tough. Um, so I'm not sure if that's our guaranteed route. Obviously, we have two more rounds to get through if we even uh, survive against Porto. So I think we really need to make sure we get that top four spot. And I think Tuchel can't rest anyone. We need to be focused on the prize. Um, and I think we'll be very focused this game as well. And I think we'll get a 2-0 win uh, against Crystal Palace. Um, and that's going to be my score prediction. I could see this game going either very good or very bad, depending on how we play. I think the West Brom game will still be in the heads of a couple players. I think we might start out kind of slow after the Porto game. But I think we could also, on the other hand, use that momentum from the Porto game to play very, very well. But even if we play very, very well, I don't think it's possible for us to score more than two games, and two goals in a game under Tuchel. So I think... I think we're going to hopefully, um, this is more with my uh, heart instead of my head, that we are going to come out very, very strong and that we're going to win 2-0. 
I'll, I'll have us win, but I, I'll go with a 1-0 win for Chelsea. Um, and that's how I think it'll look. And we'll obviously have an episode out next week to cover this Porto match once again. Um, we're going to be on the edge of our seats, and hopefully nothing bad will happen. Hopefully we'll get a win against Crystal Palace, and then we'll come right back uh, and defeat Porto. And then we have another match on Saturday against Man City. Which So two episodes this week. We'll have one around uh, on Monday, I'm guessing. Uh, and then one probably on Thursday or around that time, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We have three days, but I'm guessing we'll go right in the middle and have it on Thursday. Wherever you're listening to this episode of Talking Blues, we really appreciate it. Uh, hit that subscribe button, um, you know, on Apple Podcasts and anywhere else. I think on Spotify, it's follow. So, you know, like you can press that as well. And those are our top two places where people listen. On Apple Podcasts, though, if you're listening on there, please rate us five stars or even write a review. We'd really appreciate it. Go follow Talking Blues Pod on Twitter. Um, And we'll see you next time for another episode of Talking Blues. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.